Hello everyone and welcome back to A&M Studios. Today, I want to present to you the first episode of a new series called Conversations. And most of the time, these conversations are going to be interfaith dialogues, interfaith conversations where I will sit down with someone who is not of my faith or someone who is of my faith and we're going to do our best to, at least me, because these are uh, people I, I, I trust um, in the sense of I trust what they're talking about, I'm letting them share what they believe and I trust them in the sense of they are teachers in their own right, teachers of their own tradition, and they are the worthy sources to go to because you're going to the primary source of who's, of which um, religious sect or faith or group that someone is a part of. And sometimes I may have conversations with with uh, just people of, of different fields, um, doctors, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, realtors. Um, it's just going to depend on what kind of conversation we're having. And if I need to split that up, I'll probably do that. But most of the time, the conversations series will deal with interfaith dialogue where I will speak with someone of a different faith whom I trust in the sense of they are the people who are knowledgeable from where they are coming from and I'm doing my best to share what I believe, what I think I understand and with the imperfections of my presentation and teaching alongside with the person on the other end, we connect, we find common ground on a subject and we have a conversation. I know it's a cheesy kind of way of saying it, a cheesy title. Um, I'm ranting, rambling right now, trying to explain what it is, but the series is called Conversations. I sit down with someone from a different faith and we discuss, talk about, have an interfaith dialogue about a specific subject. So this first episode features Pastor Morton, uh, he's a pastor at Memorial Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, and at the same time, he's one of my uncles. So you will hear me call him Theo, uh, Theo Spidey, uh, because that's how I know him. I probably should refer to him as Pastor Morton. I think I do a little bit in this episode, but if you get a little bit confused or you feel that I should be addressing him the right way, it's a little hard for me when it's um, a family member uh, because when it's a family member you want to address them the way you usually address them and um, I just want to talk about the episode to give you a little bit of um, background and uh, a little bit of disclaimers so for some reason uh, the, the internet kept going out so you hear bits and pieces some things are not Right, but you get the major portion. I would say you get 80, 90 percent, more like 90 percent of our conversation. Um, I also want to, you know, apologize. I keep saying in the episode, I believe I keep saying the word uh, version, 
of the Bible. Um, what I mean is, I mean translation. Um, I'm trying to say translation, and um, I kept saying version. Well, I don't know if that's appropriate or not appropriate, but I think I kept using version because it's the only word that was coming to my head when referring to just um, different translations of the Bible, and I guess the word that was kind of fitting in my vocabulary was just versions. But I mean translations because there's the King James translation, or you could say the King James version. That's why I'm saying that there's some uh, lack of understanding on my part of just deciding which word to choose. Um, because I understand there's the NIV, I understand that there's the NAV, um, and of course you get the, the traditional uh, ancient Greeks, Pituigant, uh, Torah, all that stuff. And so I know that there's a variety of translations and versions of the Bible out there. And so if I confuse you in any way, I just mean that, that there's, I was using two different translations of the Bible. My uncle, I think, was using a specific version of the Bible as well. Um, in the beginning, the, we had a lot of issues in the sense of internet issues. I think uh, my uncle and I were able to to really connect in this conversation because that's what it's supposed to be. We're, we don't. My my point with making these interfaith dialogues is never to debate. It's to have a conversation, like you have a conversation with a friend. That's that's what I'm kind of hoping when it comes to these conversations and with my podcast in itself. Uh, but in the beginning, we started off with Matthew chapter 22. And Matthew chapter 22, I believe, has connections to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And so the reason um, I started off with Matthew chapter 22 is because I, I, I appreciate love and, of course, um, I, I believe in Jesus Christ. Um, I love the way Jesus teaches the Pharisees and re-utters or teaches the Scripture it says, Thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And it's explaining the, the, the where we start off in my uncle and I's conversation. It explains where we want to go. It explains why this episode is the first episode. It, it this this these verses, these passages in Matthew chapter twenty-two are to get us talking about our main subject. And it's a Really, the core of our subject was talking about, d discussing, having a conversation about loving God and why that's important in this day and age. And you'll, you'll see later in the episode that we, that we go to two different um, Old Testament passages. So in a sense, this episode should be called Bible Passages for a Modern Society or for a Modern World. But... Um, I say that it's an Old Testament passages for a modern society because we were mainly trying to use the Old Testament to give us keys of understanding for living in this day and age. Um, but of course, when you, when I would assume uh, that you would do this too, 
you want to use you know both the Old Testament and the New Testament and if you remember the Church of the Book of Mormon and other other standard works and so by using the Old Testament and by using the New Testament there's just this bridge of connection that we can make and so we used the scripture in Matthew 22 and brought it back to some Old Testament passages that's a really long introduction nine minutes long I won't take any of your more of your time I hope you really enjoy um, this first conversation and uh, hopefully we have more soon. Okay. I'm going to mute him. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the, the setting we have here is Christ most likely, potentially in his last week of his ministry. And... The Pharisees, having heard, um, as the as verse thirty four indicates, that he had put the Sadducees to silence, uh, they were gathered, gathered together. And in verse thirty five, then one of them, which was a lawyer, question, tempting him and saying, "Master, which is the great commandment in the law?" Jesus responds, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind." This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And I know we're not going to get to this part, uh, Theo, but I just like at the end uh, where he silences them too and says, and no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that forth ask him any more questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Theo, Kind of guide us through what Jesus, the master, where they kind of maybe are taunting him, maybe it's a true disciple um, addressing him correctly. What is that? Well, what they're literally trying to do, like you said, is to get him to answer, give an answer that's not worthy of to make him, to try to belittle him, to try to lest his uh, authority in the community. Because that's basically all they kept doing. The Sadducees, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the two religious sect. Um, he was getting more clout. He was getting more people following him, um, rightly so, because of the way he was teaching. And he wasn't teaching on... One of the issues was he wasn't just teaching on words. He was teaching on true deeds, how we ought to act, how we ought to live, um, which is extremely important. Because for me, I feel if you don't have a a strong value system, um, you'd be successful to fall into anything. And a lot of people try to say, uh, we just need to be good people. Well, what do you base your goodness off of? Uh, are you um, are you basing your goodness off of what Donald Trump said? Are you basing your opinion off of uh, the president before him, the president before him? What it what do you consider your authority? What do you consider is your rule your rule book, your game book, your guide? Um, for me. Uh, just going back, I had to say, I had to go back into a, a certain 
time in which it was meaning I if there is a God he wouldn't leave us just to be quesarasara uh, just live however you want it's fine you, you don't need no rules you don't need nothing and it went back into even uh, science I looked at science as well uh, the Big Bang Theory and I remember being in college and my professor said well they can go back to three seconds. And I said, oh, that's fine. So, but can you tell me at point zero? That's what I want to know. Three seconds is, you can say anything you want. Three, um, and I said, well, then you had evolution. Okay, we came from monkeys. That's fine. Where do monkeys come from? Did they come from rats? That's fine. Where do rats come from? Did they come from fish? That's fine. Where do fish come from? The fish had to been in the water. Where did the water come from? Where did land come from? So my thing is, no person can start something from nothing. And I mean, absolutely nothing. So that got me back into there. There, I said, he had to give us something to live on and live by. And that's where um, it was a, to study of uh, Judaism and the end of uh, course um christianity and then islam but as i studied and studied and studied that's where we get back into um how we should how we should live and like he said love your love your god with all your heart mind and soul just completely because we have so much going on within our life and our lifetime that we can get wrapped up into too many things or so many things I'd rather say. And like, like the, uh, if we trip Jesus up all the time because they wanted him to be a blasphemer, they wanted him to say, uh, well, if we can get one thing on him, we, we can destroy him. We can destroy his reputation. But his thing was, well, look, if you want to wrap everything up in a nutshell, love God. Then it goes back to the first commandment. Love, uh, so if you love God with all, because a part of us, we like to pick and choose like we go through a buffet at Cracker Barrel or any kind of buffet you can think of. We like to worship we will give God what we feel we should give. And I like Jesus because he said, I'm going I'm to give you, if you can get, if you do all this, then you're telling me you love God. If you can't, uh, it's kind of hard. And, I, and he, in the nutshell is, love him completely, heart, mind, and soul. I was just saying, I, I, going back to what you were saying before, give your all to, mm -hmm. um, it reminded me, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's with Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Foxx, and it's called uh, Solo. I think it's called Solo. Uh, cartoon? No, it's, uh, it's, it's live action. Who's, who's really, really good at what he does, but he, okay. he's homeless, and, and there's a part where he has to give this big concert because he's gotten so famous. 
Mm-hmm. And the in charge of the the concert is 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 a Christian. I also mm-hmm. think he's a pastor, and he tells the, the Jamie the Jamie Fox's character, "Let's pray together." Okay. And Jamie Fox is like, "Why why why am I going to pray? Why am I going right. to pray? Why am I?" And so I, he has a conversation with Robert Downey Jr. later, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, and he says, he was asking me to pray to God. I was like, I, who is God? You, my God. You know, that, that kind of thing. And so uh, it reminded me mm-hmm. of, okay, well, he's giving his all to music, and, and that's fine. Music is a mm-hmm. talent. Music is great. But I, I like using that example as a contrast. Mm-hmm. Because what you're talking about is, okay, depending on where you're at in life, is totally fine. Mm-hmm. And what Christ is pointing out is you, you can have your rule book. You mm-hmm. can have where you want to go with this. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like this is what's most important. You really want to get at the nitty-gritty of everything, the nucleus of everything, and you're going to test me about it, mm-hmm. this is going to be my answer. Yeah, yeah. You know? And... You know, the Pharisees don't like that. Mm-hmm. So all oh, our trick didn't work. Yeah. And I think, and you can tell me what you think, uh, we kind of do that today. <laughs> we we say, what, what, what do you think, God? Is yeah. this good? Yeah. And he's going to be like, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. yeah. But we don't really listen. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what one person says, you might have heard this saying, um, doing the right thing is not always easy. Uh, within in, in my, uh, my mother's side, all of them always say to me, uh, that's because you're different. And I'm like, no, I'm the same as you. No, you're not like us. You're different. And I said, no, I'm really not is just where my priorities lie. Um, for an example, uh, married 20 years, never never cheated on my wife. Um, even with uh, people wanting to, even with girls, you know, always blah, blah, blah. And I've always, I went back into my the thing that I use and I've always did it's I'm on the scale. I know my wife really don't know you. I know her goods and bad. I don't know you if you crazy. I know what she's going to do, how she's going to act, where she's going to come from. You, uh, you might be a serial killer. Don't know. You might want to. You, you might be terrible at this. So. Should I? Nope, because I don't know you. So mine was always easy. It was always, for me, that part was just always really, really an easy choice of, and why do it? Because if I do it, I know things is going to happen that I don't want in my life. So would it have been easy to cheat? Of course. Everything that everything that's uh, if it if it was if it was if everybody could do it, everybody would do it. Uh, one of my brothers was like, 
everybody is good. And I said, if everybody was good, if everybody did right, there would be no reason for jails. There wouldn't be hardly any reason to go to a courthouse uh, talking about murder, rape, and all this other stuff. I was like, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, and then my mom always say, uh, people are not disciplined like you. I said, mom, it's not, it's, it's not discipline. It's choice. The, the simple fact is a choice. And I had to, I looked at that on early, early, early in life. Why go through life harder than I have to? I rather have God's blessing behind me or helping me than me going through every which way, uh, <laughs> every which way wrong and, and at the end, because how many people at the end of their life on their deathbed, then they want to get themselves to God. That's a statistic that it, it's, it's, it's so funny. Then they want forgiveness. Then they want to talk to all the family. Then they want to, but right then is when they want to say, okay, let me correct the things that I did instead of saying, let me do it now while I'm alive and then be happy that I'm going. So that, that, that's one of the things that I look at. Right. And it's, it's like Jesus is saying, do a self introspection, interview yourself. Exactly. You know, and with uh, catching on with what you were saying, if we decide now, we must be doing something good with our self introspection. Uh -huh. Because it's going to be a lot easier when that time comes, we can happy we, we can be happy to go. Yeah. But if we don't do that self introspection now, we're going to be deathbed and be like, "Oh, I got to do this quick. I got to do this quick. I got to love God now and love my my neighbor now." Yes. And and who said something to me? And they talked about. I think it was one of my auditors, and she said, "All we need to do is be good." When I said, "In define good." Uh, the devil think he is doing good. Uh, Hitler thought he was doing good, making a pure race. Ku Klux Klan believed they were doing good. Slave owners believed they were doing good. So what is your definition of good? Is your definition based on the, ninth, the uh, early 90s, uh, based on the 18th century, based on uh, that's hard to describe for me what's good without, for me, a manual. And, and I, 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 love Je I love the way Jesus just simply put it. You know what? If you want to understand the basics of it, understand this. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your being. And if you do that, then you're going to do what he say do. Because if you love him, I'm going to do what he say do. I'm not going to rebel. I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, God, God, that's, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a stupid law. Don't worry about that one. Uh, it, it, it's, and that's 
that's what I, I, I like when he when he did that. He said, like you said, you think this is what you need to do. And when you think hard wholeheartedly about this, how much more will you how much advantage will you have in this life and the next to come? Exactly. Uh, it makes me think of of the next passage that we're going to talk about. Uh-huh. We can just go there now. Yeah. Um, with with Jeremiah, yeah. uh, chapter twenty nine, verse eleven. And right now, I'm going to read from the New American Bible. Uh-huh. Get a little bit more uh, <laughs> modern English in here. Yep. But the verse says, "For I know well the plans I have in mind for you," says the mm-hmm. Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for woe. Uh-huh. Plans to give you a future full of hope. Oh. Yeah. And for our listeners out there, if, if, if you want to read it in, in, in the Bible that you feel most comfortable with, um, and if you read Hebrew, that's fine too. Um, the point is what, what, what Theos Padi, I think, was hitting on, he, he, and he'll elaborate. But why, why tell us that he knows what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Who else knows us best? Yeah, right. If, mm-hmm. if you really, then why? Yeah, uh, it's a controversial subject, but but just help us understand what what Jeremiah is experiencing with with God right now. This was a time that the Israelites were. What they had, let me tell the backstory a little bit. What they had did was God gave them basically their promised land. They were, they ruled, um, where they was exceeding as long as they followed God's law. And what happened was they stopped listening. Then it got to be in, well, we'll do what we want to do. Then we're going to say what we want to say. So at that time, then he said, you know what? All of my blessings, all of my protection, I'm going to pull back. And if some of you understand that now, uh, think of it this way. Um, As the world, as the world was, or still is, but the, the bang of 2020, if we want to continue to say God don't exist, continue to say I'm going to fall away from God, continue not to believe in God, continue not to want to follow him, when he pulls away, how much calamity, how much destruction are we going to receive? Same thing that uh, Israelites went through. They started do- not doing what he's saying. He said, you know what? You are my people. But I'm going to turn my face from you and allow your enemies to take you over. And so at that point in time, they were in uh, captivity. They were in uh, another people country, another king's rule. Israelites were the the rulers. So at that time, then um, God said, okay, I've been listening to you. Y'all say, y'all want to get back to me. Uh, there's some people over there saying some lies. There's some people over there. Uh, they're not really doing this right. And he said, you listen to what I say. And what I say shouldn't contradict 
what's written. And those were some things that was going on. And God came and told him, look, I know the plans. I want you to prosper. I want you to have hope. I want you, when you wake up in the morning, it's a good morning. Thank you, God. I want you to walk around town because you're going to have what you need. You're not going to have to worry about food. You're not going to have to worry about, is this house I'm living in okay? You're not going to have to worry about being put out. You're not going to have to worry about a lot of things that, you know, we fall back on. For an example, the 2020 effect, uh, uh, the uh, COVID effect, we was worried, oh, can I go outside? I got to stay in the house. Oh, I got, am I putting my mask on right? Uh, I, I can't get too close. I can't visit loved ones in the hospital. We were in a disarray. And what happened? And I kept saying, for me, it was, we're getting away from some of our, how do they say it, Judaic Christian values that it, it, it doesn't make any sense. So for me, it was at that point, God, God let him know. I know what I want. I know what I want for you. Do you want what I want for you? Because what I'm going to give you is something better than anything that you can do by yourself. And I, I, I think that, that for somehow, and, and we can compare it from the Israelites um, to, to our day, uh -huh. somehow in that mix of losing our king, losing our privileges, um, losing our opportunities, being in a place that's foreign, you know, we're away from the Holy Land, we're, we're yep. away from what's ours, um, away from where we connect with God. Mm -hmm. Somehow in that mix, we lose that lesson. Yeah. We, we, we have this sense of uh, confusion, darkness, all those kinds uh -huh. of things. And in a different way, you know, generations go by uh -huh. and this message doesn't get passed along. Yeah. So we get yeah. to a point where two things are happening. Well, one, yes, we have forgotten our God because we didn't want to listen. Uh -huh. But at the same time, there are those who are like, oh, I hear that there is this message, but I was never taught it. So I don't yeah. really think I need to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's hard, especially if you don't have God. Yes. Um, and it's difficult to understand when we do have God in our lives and we don't take the time to understand God. Mm -hmm. So could you elaborate more on that, Theo? How people uh, learn from our forefathers times and not mm -hmm. lose that message, not let mm -hmm. that message get distorted and then vanish? What, what, what are some of the keys to help us understand, I got my plans for you. My mm -hmm. plan is going to bless you beyond measure. Your plan isn't going to bless you the way I'm going to bless you. Mm. Good question. What and, and it was almost one of the things that I looked at. Um, going backwards, we, we call it the Old Testament and the New Testament. Truly is the Old Covenant and the, the New Covenant. And the Old Testament are the first covenant. 
dealt more of God introducing himself to the people. God saying, hello, hey, this is, look at me and look at what I'm telling you to do. Not only am I your God, but I'm introducing you to me. So for me, in order to know even the New Testament, you have to you have to know the Old Testament. And for me back then, I like the stories because I focused in on what did God say? What was right? What did he say was right and what was wrong? Um, how did he how did he tell us to live? How did he tell us? And then he always talked about in the Old Testament judgment and, and not judgment, um, uh, justice, which we don't a lot of times don't want to talk about now. Don't do wrong to your neighbor. Don't uh, if you do lend to your neighbor in the year of Jubilee, uh, relieve it. If you do, if they do something like this, then you do this. And he was he kept saying things like over and over again, how we should live, which is for me, it was very important. And it, and it got me to understand, you know what? I'm kind of glad I don't live in an Old Testament time because it was harder. <laughs> it was it was harder. You steal from somebody, they can cut your head, a, a hand off. You, an eye for an eye. Yes, he was God of, if you don't like it, yes, he believed in justice. Hey, if you, if you come and punch my eye out, he can come and take your eye out. So we... Dead lightning on top of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you don't want to be at the beginning of, of um, when I say in the book of Acts, you didn't want to be doing there, blaspheming against the uh, Holy Spirit, and you die right there. You, we have, and, and if nobody understands, one of the greatest, greatest, greatest things, we have grace. <laughs> and we have a buffer. That's why I like, I love Jesus because he's my buffer. And my buffer, is, I, he says, you guilty, you know you are. But I'm gonna stand between him. I'm gonna stand between you and God, so you don't have to. He's gonna look at me instead of looking at you, and you don't want that. Because if he look at us without looking at him, you know we did some. We did some real. The truth of the matter is, we all did some dirt. I I, I just I. For me, that is just a big thing on there. So if, if I'm catching what you're saying, one of the keys we need to have is we need to understand that uh -huh. we'll say yes and is going to say. That's right. If we pay attention to each of those things, there's no need for this blindness. There's no need for this confusion. There's no need for this darkness. While it's not easy, yes, it's going to get us exactly where we need to go. Exactly. Exactly. Why? Why? Why is it so hard for for us? You know, why? Why is it so hard? I mean, I understand we're imperfect, but I feel like we're going to be given excuses. I feel like there's something deeper in there 
Um, and it goes back to not understanding God. But what do you think? For me, it's for me, the big issue. I hate to say it this way. We are people that don't want to be told what to do. We want to do things our way. How we want to do it, the way we want to do it. Um, one of my brothers said, or my one of my brothers said to me, he wanted me to cheat. And what he said, if it if it feels good, it's good. It's okay to do. And I was like, mm, no. Because if it feels good to kill somebody, I'm going to go and kill them. If it get, feels good to go rob somebody. So if it feels good, why do you have those feelings like, man, this was wrong? Our warning, our warning signs. And the reason I, 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 I say go back into history, because if we don't go back into history and understand, are we going to repeat it? Are we going to continue to go through the same scenario, the same thing? And it is almost like the next or, or, or the next generation, it's getting less and less. Um, like my grandmother had eight kids. I look at my grandmother out of her eight kids, my mother and my uncle are the ones still, still in church. The rest of them, no. And they go like, oh, I believe. Then you had out of those generations, the next generation, um, it might've been two, three, I want to say three. And you're talking about eight out of, uh, from the eight, maybe, I want to say it's 22 of us. So then that's less. Then the next generation after that, then you're still cutting off. Every time it's, that's where we are, we start pulling back because it keeps getting cut off. In every generation you have, I got this many, but it might be only one and two. They said, oh, I believe, or this is right. And other ones, I don't, I don't go to church because they made me go to church. I don't do it. So we fall into that. And I do believe uh, history, if we really look at and learn from history, we can learn what to do and what not to do. I really appreciate what you're saying. It reminded me of a quote. Who said it? But mm -hmm. in, in this life, in the life that we've been given, that we've been, mm -hmm. it is much better for us to take the harder right than the easier wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. An Old Testament hero by the name of Joshua kind of gave us the Old Testament <laughs> version of that. Yeah. Um, and you, you can give 
But if, if, if everybody yeah. can turn with us to Joshua 24, and I'm going to go back to King James Version to read um, this part. Uh, Joshua says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which are, you know, lowercase g, <laughs> mm-hmm. that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods, lowercase g, of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. That is, but as for me and my house, we will mm-hmm. serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. That, and I, I say that that's the original version of the quote. It is not easy <laughs> to choose the harder right. And uh, God is the harder right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and I'm going to do another version. And I do, I always do. Uh, you know, nephew, you asked me the question, which one do you use? For me, I use them all. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I use a multitude. And, and if I'm not sure, I'll go to my Hebrew or Greek so I can know exactly. And I'm going to do this one. Uh, New Living Translation. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. And if you stop there. He's saying, okay, you don't have to. You don't have to. But the reality is you're going to choose something. So who are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the the, the people you defeated? Or uh, the Amorites? Are you going to choose? Who are you going to follow? Because I guarantee you in your life, you will follow some type of God. I don't care who you are and where you come from. You will. You're gonna love, you're gonna, you're gonna put all your love into your children. Is your children your God? All your love, everything about you into your husband. Are you gonna put it into your house or car? I see people for me, they worship their car because they spot clean it every week from top to bottom, and I'm like, okay, it's a car. Uh, it's it's going to die in I don't know how many years. So are you going to choose if are you going to choose something that can't help you out throughout your life? And that's this is what I love. Are you going to choose something that's not going to help you throughout your life? Because if you choose your wife as your God, what happens when your wife pass away? God forbid. But eventually she will. What, what's going to happen with that car that's going to get old? What's going to happen to that house when it starts not being fresh and new? What's going to happen to whatever you, cho- whatever you choose over God? Um, my wife said to me, very true story. You don't have to do the church thing. You don't have to go to church all the time. You don't need that. And I said, I, it, it just, I, I was, distra- I, I wasn't destroyed. I was just like, wow. And I said, if I don't have you, I still got God. 
If I don't have this house, I still got God. If I don't have my job, I still got God. If I don't, if I'm on the street, I still got God. Why am I saying that? Because no matter what, he's going to help me get through whatever situation I'm in. My wife won't. My children won't. My best friend won't. My car, my job, whatever you're thinking, it will not. Because if I lose all of my money, I still got God. So no matter what you say, whatever you put your most value in, and that's why I love Joshua. All right. Let's say this. You you want to you want to worship the, the people that you we we you got out of your ancestors didn't want to be there. You want to worship them? You want to worship? Fine. But today, for me, I'm choosing God because he got me through every, he got me to where I am today. So as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And that that for me in a nutshell that makes everything for me and i wish more and more people would say you know let me evaluate let me look over my life inspect my life to say this will i be better if I serve God, then just living how I'm living, will it be better? And I guarantee you, no matter who you are, the answer will always be yes. Unless, will my life be better if I serve God? Your answer will always be yes. Always. Because I said the word was, will I, will I be better? Because the reason I say better is because we all strive to be better. And that's what we all need. Better. Your thoughts, nephew? Uh, I think it's well said, Theo. I mean, we can say amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh, if, if I could add any two cents, um, mm-hmm. Joshua verse 14 says, now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity. Trust him. Mm-hmm. S- serve him honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Put away those other gods which your father served mm-hmm. and serve the Lord. Yeah. And sit. Um, and- uh, as you put it emphatically uh, in verse 15. But as for me, so he starts with himself because, it, you know, yep. if we look at that pyramid, it's you. And if you're married, you and your, your, and your spouse and mm-hmm. then, you know, you kids and everybody that makes up your house. So it goes you first, everybody else. He says me and my house, mm-hmm. we're going to serve the Lord because Joshua gets it. He gets mm-hmm. what you're saying. He gets what he needs to do. And I think that's the message that we need today. Yeah. You know, if if it's not like we know all the answers, I'm not saying Joshua had it all figured out. I mean, he was mm-hmm. a prophet, so maybe he did. But I'm saying that Joshua understood that piece, that key that we're talking about, and he could say it and live it. Mm-hmm. 
and read. I, I like, uh, you did 14, but I like from 15 on, but if you read 20, 20 was, 20 makes you understand. Mm -hmm. For me, um, and he said, if you abandon the Lord, if you do, it's your choice, and serve other gods, logi, which means, you know, in anything, mm -hmm. he will turn against you and destroy you. Yes, he's a God of love, but he don't want us to do wrong. And, and uh, that's the part I like and destroy you. He will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. I, I, I like that. He's been, he's been too good. He did so much for you. But you want to abandon him? It's your choice. You can do it. I, 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 I hope you don't. He's been good to you, but I hope you don't. Don't abandon him because he's did so much for you. I I I think that's well said, Theo. I think that's I think that's a wrap for for our yes. conversation today. Yes, sir. Um, all for all our all our listeners, um, please please uh, take the time to consider this, put it in your heart, and as my grandfather always says, "May God bless you." <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>